We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. We're for brewmasters, stockbrokers, beauty queens, and truck drivers. Whatever you do, if you're a Missourian, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered. Welcome to Sports Radio 810 WHB. I am Sterling Holmes. It is the KC Mavs Coaches Show, the third iteration of this season. Look at that. Look at the crowd right here. We are, we're live here at Nick and Jake's in the OP location, 135th. Joined now by GM and head coach Tad O'Had. How you doing? I'm good, man. And not as good as you at 18. Seven and one. Yeah, we're off to a hot start. Real happy with the guys. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that right there. How do you get off to such a hot start and then continuously keep that momentum? You know what? Uh, you know, ultimately, you know, the guys have just been playing, you know, top level hockey. And, uh, you know, we started off, you know, with a strong go and then we've hit a little bit of adversity, but the leadership in the room, um, has really carried us through. We've had very strong goaltending, great strong leadership, and uh, we've got one of the most offensively potent teams in the league. So it's a, it's a great thing here in Kansas City. Yeah, let's talk about that potent offense. Last Wednesday's game versus Allen, Patrick Curry set the franchise record most points in a single game. Four goals, two assists, six points overall. Talk about that. You know what? It was an extremely exciting night. You know, that line was incredibly hot. Um, you know, to see Patrick Curry, Kate Borchardt, uh, Nolan Walker just come out of the gates, you know, hot. Um, you know, Curry, to be able to watch him, you know, the kid works at such a high uh, work rate. Um, you know, he's just a 200-foot player. And what's great about him is he does things the right way. He's not a guy cheating offense. He's not cherry-picking. He works as hard defensively as he does offensively. He had some huge goals, uh, a goal in the second with about a minute left in the game, um, and then started off the third with a goal right away. Um, that whole line was very, very impressive. And, you know, he set a, a Mavericks record most points in a single game in 15 years. His linemate, Kate Borchardt, as well, had most assists for a single player um, in the year 15 year history and then you know nolan walker had a huge night as well yeah it was electric i mean that you talked about the previous time we did this you wanted to be fast that's actually before the season started you're trying to be quicker more shots on goal you've clearly lived up to that i mean you and i were talking about the power play situation the uniqueness that it brings and now you're having this explosion of offense is this even more than what you thought could be possible? You know, you know, to be honest with you, there's been so much that's gone into this roster and just, you know, what we've tried to create over the last four years. And, you know, summer conversations with myself and Riley, you know, we very much want a team that plays fast, uh, plays fearless. Um, and, and that's something that we talk about. And, and oftentimes coaches talk about playing fast, but that's coach speak. Sure. But no, you know, we want to take a step further. What does it mean to play fast? Well, first on puck, second quick on pucks continue to you know move the puck north we we want players to be able to love and be instinctual in their play, not have to be robotic and think. And part of that, it's an exciting brand of hockey for our fans, is we want to play fast. We want to be on the attack. We don't want to be passive. And the thing is, we've got the players to do it. I believe we have the fastest lineup in the league, and, and they've continued to showcase that. We are here live at Nick and Jake for the KC Mavs. It coaches at show some special news over here from Nick and Jake's. If you want to get some pies and cakes, this is the spot hot chocolate cheesecake which i just crushed was absolutely phenomenal come get that chocolate cake with buttercream frosting 
carrot cake with cream cheese frosting, bourbon chocolate pecan pie, or an apple crisp. If you come, today is the last day to order. No, wait. It'll be tomorrow. One more day. If you want some pie, you want some cake, this is the spot. It is Nick and Jake's. All right, let's talk about Saturday night. That was Teddy Bear Toss night. Nolan Walker got the fun started with that opening goal. Talk about that. You know, first of all, that's such a great tradition. I mean, you know, this is my 11th year and, you know, fourth year here in Kansas City. And to be honest with you, it's the one thing that really kicks off the holidays, you know, is that teddy bear toss. First of all, it's an amazing event. We help out Children's Mercy Hospital. um, And, you know, one of the things about that is you want to get the first goal. You've got a great building. It's a packed house. Everyone's got their teddy bears. They want to throw them. You know, the thing is you don't want to score too early because people are trying to get in the yeah. gates, but then you don't want to wait until the second <laughs> You're period. You're trying to slow them down. You're no, saying, don't you, you want to find the right time. And the thing is, is, you know, Walker had a great power play goal. We wanted to get our power play involved. We wanted to notch the first one. He had a great celebration, and then just rained down teddy bears. and A really cool tradition, and, and a you know, just something great for the Kansas City community. We're here right now with GM and head coach Tad O'Had with two wins last week. How did Dylan Kelly step up with Jack LaFontaine and Kale Morris called up to Coachella Valley of the AHL? You know what? He did an excellent job. Um, it's so important to have goaltending depth and goaltending strength in this league. Uh, we have three goaltenders. Sometimes people have looked at us like we're crazy, but from a coaching staff and an organization, we understand the ECHL is the ever-changing hockey league. And, uh, you know, you know, Jack LaFontaine, he got the call up, you know, to Coachella Valley, and he's been playing great. He got a win for them. And then Cole, uh, uh, Kel Morris got thrown in uh, on uh, Sunday, and uh, yeah, I tell you what, he was second star of the game for Coachella, and so those guys were doing great and then dylan kelly stepped in and you know he got two huge wins for the team um you know dylan is an unsung hero on this roster he is so incredible in that room you know people don't understand just how great of a teammate he is on and off the ice and to see him get rewarded and he stepped in 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 a very critical tough situation you know he hasn't been in a game in a while he came up big you know i'll be honest with you i you know uh you know i got on him you know after the friday night game and he responded great and that's what he is he's chock full of character and he came up big not one not two but three goaltenders each with five or more wins that depth can you talk about it just even more here because you mentioned it's the echl the ever-changing hockey league you have to have that depth you have to have talent upon talent upon talent talk more about that depth there you know what it's it's really really important and you know i mean you know first of all you have to find the right three and those three work together. They gel. And I, I give all of our credit to our goaltending coach. It was really important for Wes and I this offseason to bring in our goaltending coach, Rob. He's done a phenomenal job with the guys. And to be honest with you, that goaltending room, they've got to be able to jive. They've got to be able to connect because you don't want jealousy you know, seeping in. And you've got three guys, two guys, all three of them have spent time in the American Hockey League. But, you know, you know, LaFontaine's been on a bit of a yo-yo up and down. Sure. And he's doing very well for Coachella Valley. Absolutely love that kid. Kale Morris, he's a, he's a guy who, when he came out of school at Notre Dame, was even on the Chicago Blackhawks taxi squad. Phenomenal goaltender, has done a great job. And then Dylan Kelly. And as you look at the wins, all three of them have shared in that. And, 
you know, I give I give kudos to not only those three men, but our goaltending coach, uh, the camaraderie they have, the work they get done. They're very much on the same page. And yeah, I tell you what, um, it starts in goaltending, and then we build with defense, and then you know our electric offense. Yeah, just sticking with the call ups. How difficult is that for an organization? You as a GM and head coach having to deal with people potentially on the move all the time. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's part of it, and honestly, it's a part over the past eleven years. Like you have to embrace it because ultimately we want to see our guys move on and we want to have them have success and I'll be honest with you Wes and I've talked a lot about this we'll never be a coach that doesn't want our players to get called up even in difficult times and so for example you know when LaFontaine got called up very very deserving we want him to get called up and then they had an injury in Seattle and it speaks volumes about what we're creating with Seattle and Coachella you know and Kansas City because as opposed to looking outside the organization, they looked within for a non-affiliated player in Kel Morris and bringing him up and then giving him the opportunity the other day, which was, was cool because we were all following the game, listening to the game. Um, and, and with that said, it just goes to show, you know, DK was able to step up and perform very well, and he'll get the start tomorrow as well. We've got a ton of confidence in him, and so... You know, for us to be successful, we've got to have depth, and I believe we have depth in all three areas this year. We're here live at Nick and Jake for the KC Mavericks Coaches Show. Nick Potter, the Mavericks athletic trainer, is in his eighth season here in KC. How has he managed all the injuries that have started to pile up in recent weeks? Yeah, I'll tell you what, he's the best I've seen in this league. Um, and what he does is, he, you know, he you know, is juggling chainsaws. Because when we were up in Maine, within a 24-hour, the amount of injuries that hit. And now we've got, you know, quite a few guys on the IR. But he, he, he takes them to task every day. You know, not only their, you know, therapy, but then their off-ice conditioning. But he's got to keep their mind right, too, and keep them very positive and engaged. Nick's got a great personality. He, you know, he had uh, worked with the Chiefs, uh, worked with Texas Tech. He's been around some great coaches from Herm Edwards, Andy Reid, you know, even the uh, late, great Mike Leach. And uh, I absolutely love his stories, but what he's excellent at is is pushing the players to get the most out of them. And, you know, he tries to get guys back in the lineup as quickly as possible, but he always has the player's mindset first, and that's what's important. Um, you know, and he communicates well with me, and so I'll tell you what, I tip my hat to him. He's he's excellent to have on staff. Speaking of mentality and the mental aspect of this, you're now just past the one-third part of the season, right? How have you seen the mentalities of the players shift to this point as you had, again, so much success early on? You know what? It's been a really positive group, um, and, you know, I, I look at our culture and our leadership of the teams, but also, you know, as the season goes on and people have success, sometimes they individually want their their accolades. And I got to say, with this group, it hasn't been that way. You know, when when uh, um, you know one weekend it might be Hayhurst, you know, one weekend it might be Cotton, one weekend Borchardt, one weekend Max Andreoff, Kale Morris. The guys are very congratulatory to one another. They they want to see each other succeed. And, I'll be honest with you, this is the closest, tightest group I've had in Kansas City in four years, and, and this rivals, you know, some of the, some of the uh, you know, close groups in Florida. Uh, tomorrow night, they are at home versus Tulsa, 7 p.m. The Mavs wrap up a set of seven home games in 14 days. Can you talk about just the taxi nature of that many games in that few a days? 
you know, it's both. One, we love playing at home. We love playing in front of our Kansas City faithful fans. You know, the Orange Army, they're terrific. We've got a great, exciting atmosphere, a family-friendly atmosphere at that arena. And so we love playing at home. And, you know, with that said, to be honest with you, guys would rather play games in practice. You know, at the end of the day, when you've got seven games in 14 nights, guys are playing, playing, playing. And it just goes to show you, these are hockey players. They don't want to practice. They want to get into games and get into a rhythm. It is difficult in the fact that this time of year you're always going to hit injuries and sickness, so you need to weather that storm. And we are continuing to weather that storm, but because of our depth and our character of our team, I think we're handling that well. Here live at Nick and Jake's for the KC Mavs Coaches Show, David Cotton is here as a player guest tonight. He'll be on in just a little bit. Could you tell us a little bit about the trade that brought him here and why you focused on him for this in-season trade? You know, first of all, you know, this goes back to, you know, David, you know, at Boston College. He's a phenomenal standout in Boston College, had a great career there. Um, you know, he's done very well, you know, in the American Hockey League last year. We spent about 24 hours with him and just a standout, you know, standout person, standout player. And um, we knew that we wanted, you know, to make a trade. Uh, we had uh, Jordan Sandbrook, you know, on our protected list. And, um, you know, we have a good relationship with Florida, spent a lot of time there there and um, he was he was our number one target we wanted him here in Kansas City but we wanted him to want to be here Mm -hmm. and that's important and and one of the things is is we wanted to get him you know on the power play you know on the top line and, and, and get him here and you know you know, I got to say, I, you know, you know, my associate coach Riley Wesolowski, phenomenal because what he and I do, and all, all the entire coaching staff is, we push the envelope. You know, we want to we want to do the best trades possible for this organization and team, and we spent a lot of time talking about it, and then ultimately we made things, you know, happen. And uh, he's been lights out since he's gotten here. He's been very, very, uh, you know, electric on the ice. I tell you what, Saturday night, I thought he was. Um, I thought he was hands down the most aggressive, tenacious player on the ice. And so, and I'm not just saying that because he's here, because I'd say that if he wasn't here, but he's a great addition to this roster. We mentioned earlier the teddy bear toss. You also had a Star Wars game earlier this month. What have you seen in your four years, just the growth of the organization as it relates to game operations, the community, the in-arena, and fan base growth? You know what? It's great. You know, my mom came out here, you know, to, to watch some games, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and she listens to every game on the radio, and she's been watching games for now for 11 years. And we were driving home after the game, and she goes, Tad, i got to be honest with you. She goes, from the first year you got here to now, she goes, it's a 180 on the, the fan experience. And it really is. Like, you see more families out the games, more kids at the games. I think our game day operations, not only from the mascot, but you know the uh, the play by play, just the entire experience. You know, and and like Star Wars, for example, yeah. I think Star Wars is one of the best specialty nights in the ECHL here. Is that in your favorite City. one? It's not my favorite one. I just think it's a great one. I think we do a phenomenal job with the teddy bear toss. New Year's game, it's coming up. Yeah. I think it's one of the best. I, you know, it's selling out quickly. You know, fans got to get in and get on it. It's at 7 o'clock, and so, you know, they can come in and watch a game. I think it's a, you know, they've got the thunder sticks. It's exciting. Mm. Plus, they've got to skate with the fans after, and the families can come out and enjoy that and get home by 9.30 at night, you know, before the traffic and craziness. The other thing I think we do it better than any team in the league is the affiliation night. Last last year, I think our front office crushed it. I think it's great, and it, it has a lot to do with how great Seattle and Coachella are tied in here. But, you know, 
this is exciting over the last four years. I think there's been a lot of growth. It's a, it's a great atmosphere. Our front office puts a lot of time into it. And I'll tell you what, it's family friendly. It's affordable. Kids come out and, and tell you what, there's nothing better than live hockey. No. It's amazing. And just by the way, the arena is beautiful. Not a bad seat in the house. Make sure you go to kcmavericks.com to get your tickets again. Wednesday versus Tulsa. Then you mentioned New Year's Eve versus Wichita. The Mavericks don't just start off quick. They end quick. The Mavericks lead the league in third period goals score. What do you attribute that to? Well, I attribute that 100% to every single player in the room. You know, and, and one of the things we've talked about, and my players probably get tired of me hearing it, is, is I don't want belief, I want evidence. You know, you can believe in yourself all day long, but when you have evidence and you can show that you're the, the, the highest scoring team in the third period, that's your evidence. With that said, we can't rest on that. And we've talked about being better in our starts and particularly our second period. We want to go from good to great. And how we do that is by being able to play 60 minutes of hockey. And I love the way our players play the third period, but that's a slippery slope. If you always, you know, if you always just focus on the third period, we still got to complete 60 minutes of hockey. And the old saying is uh, you can't win a game in the first, but you can lose it in the first. And so uh, I love what we do in the third period, but we got to put together 60 minutes of hockey. But that third period is all to do with our players and their tenacity and their ability to just hit uh, adversity head on. After this Friday's game at Tulsa, the team only plays six games in the next three weeks. We talked about it. It's nice having some off time, right? It's nice. You have a nice long stretch in between games. Obviously, you're still practicing. But what challenges does that bring when you have that few of games in that many days? You know what? So it does. It brings different challenges. But we as a coaching staff have talked about what we're going to do. And one of the things we're focused on in January is we're going to focus particularly strong on D-zone coverage. We want to go from a good to great in D-zone coverage. Also, internal competition. Like, guys don't know this, but we're going to have a, a form of jeopardy. Well, they're basically, know this soon. Now they do, you know. <laughs> yeah, like a form of jeopardy, basically create internal competitions and a lot of orange and black games create that competition. We might not be playing games, but we want to create internal competition and, and use that time period off to, to make us sharper. Sunday night, we've talked a lot about just the community in general, but you guys have made such a good effort to give back and get out there. Sunday, um, you guys had the Enchant Christmas Festival at the Legends. What have you made of how personable and outgoing this team has been this season? You know what? So when I uh, first interviewed for the job, uh, Lamar and Jr., one of the conversations we had was just um, – you know, how we are going to interact with the community and how important it was for the Kansas City Mavericks to embrace the community. And that's something that I believe in our entire coaching staff and our ownership. And the Enchant was such a cool event. Our players, wives and girlfriends, we all got out there. It's a very cool, like, Christmas festival, festival market. Um, you know, we took some laps on the ice there. It was a very cool event, and it just goes to show you we've got an incredible group of men that want to get involved in the community, want to get out there and meet people and, and really get them to understand the quality of people that we have with the Kansas City Mavericks. And so it was a great experience. I know the team is going to host an off-site practice up at Lion Creek up north January 3rd, the second off-site practice. How much fun are, are those? You know what? It's fun. It kind of takes you back to your childhood. It takes you back to those practice rings you played 
that, you know, I mean, I remember growing up at Yakima Ice Arena, a chicken wire fence, you know, instead of glass. And, you know, when you have those practices. Dangerous. It was dangerous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Check up. In the, well, I mean, you know, no one's checking up Tad. Look at, look at his biceps over here. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's nice. The, the guys love it. Kind of just takes them back to their childhood, and sure. it's cool. All the kids are excited, and, and those events have been fun. Uh, again, GM and head coach Tad Ohad has the KC Mavericks sitting at eighteen seven and one Wednesday. Make sure you get your tickets versus Tulsa at seven p.m. Friday. They are at Tulsa, but then come back New Year's Eve versus Wichita. That game is at seven. Go to kcmavericks.com. Tad, this is oh so much fun. Third time doing this. Always enjoy it with you. Thank you. We will take a break as we are here live at Nick and Jake's comeback. We'll be joined by a couple players, forwards Nolan Walker and David Cotton. Sports Radio 810 WHB. Back to Sports Radio 810 WHB. Sterling Holmes here live at Nick and Jake for the KC Mavs Coaches Show. Receive 10% off today's food bill when you buy a gift card valued at $35 or more right here at Nick and Jake's. Nick and Jake's is awesome. Appreciate them for the hot chocolate cheesecake, by the way, which you can get up until tomorrow. Absolutely phenomenal. Joined now by Nolan Walker and David Cotton. Fellas, how we doing? Doing good. Thanks for having us. As I say, pretty good when you're 18, 7, and 1, right? That doesn't suck when you're winning games right here. Now, both you guys are in your first season here in Kansas City. David, I will start with you. What have you taken so far? You're from Texas. You know, you you, 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 you were in Florida for a while, and now you're here in Kansas City. What's that like? Uh, a lot of moving around, but that's just kind of the, the life we lead right now. So um, you just kind of get accustomed to living out of the suitcase and being adaptive, but... Um, it's been great. Just my time in KC has been short, but um, we've had a nice little homestand here, and I've enjoyed every minute of it, so it's been good. Nolan, for you, uh, you're a Alaska native. Got to be a little different going from there to Kansas City, huh? Yeah, no, the weather's been great <laughs> lately. Um, yeah, you think this is warm. <laughs> I don't mind the 50 degrees and sun, um, you know, being outside. But, yeah, uh, I've been gone from home for about 10 years now, uh, so it doesn't really feel like home anymore, but... Uh, I try to get back up there in the summers, but I've really enjoyed my time here in Kansas City. Well, you had seven points in the last three games last week. What got into you? I, I don't know. Just one of those games. Um, our line was clicking uh, right right away. Um, obviously, Pat had four goals. Kate had five assists. Um, give give a lot of credit to those those two playing with some really good players. Uh, and I think it's just one of those games. You know, bounces were going your way. Um, you know, just. You know, finding the puck, and um, you know the puck just ended up going in for us. So it was nice, David. For you, what has been your favorite part of playing with these guys? Now I know it's only been a couple weeks now, so it's really hard to really get a feel, right? But early on, what's it been like playing with them? Um, well, just just playing hockey over the years, you you really get an understanding of of a locker room, and you know when you have a good locker room. And the second that I stepped into uh, to the locker room up in uh, Worcester when I met the team. Uh, you could tell that there's just something special. There's a good vibe. There's a good click between the guys, and um, usually winning proves that, and the team has done that in, in spades. So um, for me, it's just kind of been coming in and uh, try to, to compliment all the guys that have been here and welcomed me. So um, it's been a very easy transition to me 
for me and uh, just just want to keep on these winning ways. Uh, Nolan, on Saturday you had a goal and an assist to help seal the win. Great performance on the teddy bear toss night, but you were also the dude that got the teddy bears flying. <laughs> what was that like for you? Yeah, that was uh, my second career game, I guess, playing in a teddy bear toss. So, I mean, it's a cool event uh, for a great cause. Um, it was nice to get, a, you know, get the goal early and you know get the teddy bears flying, but... Um, you know, like he said, I, our locker room's been great. Uh, there's a great group of guys here. Um, and a game like that, it's just cool for everyone to play in. Uh, something I want to point out here, because I find it very fascinating. We, we, we talked all offseason long and in the past couple of times about the speed, the focus, offensive. And you guys are fourth uh, most goals per season scored. The offense has been able to gel, but it's not just early on in the game, as we mentioned there with Tad. It's the third most goals scored, or actually the most goals scored in the third period. What do you attribute that success to as the game goes on? Yeah, I think um, I think we. I mean, we've had our struggles here and there. Um, I think we've been off to a good start in a lot of our games. Uh, and in the second period, we sometimes struggle. I think maybe we let off the gas a little bit. But I think in the third period, we're reminded that you know you want to finish off games. Um, whether you know you're up one, down one, um, I know we've came back a lot um, in the third period this year so far. So, um, but I think the third period for us is just finishing games, um, you know, and playing to our structure and our game plan. Yeah, uh, I, I will say, make sure you go to kcmavericks.com to get your tickets for Wednesday's game. But after Friday's game at Tulsa. You guys are off for a long time. I mean, there's a long, extended period of only six games in the next three weeks. For you guys, obviously, we talked about with Tad, the coaching side of things, the player side of things. How hard is that? Uh, I don't think it's too difficult, especially given the, the three-week span that we have ahead of us being the holidays. So I think sure. it's a good, refreshing time for the guys to, to get back to their families, kind of hit the reset button, um, you know, don't. Don't obviously take your foot off the gas. Be ready to come back, uh, ready to play. But um, when you have played the schedule that we have, uh, playing every other day more or less for the last two weeks, um, your body just kind of needs a little unwind time. So I think this is coming at the perfect time for us. Any big holiday plans? Just got to go back and spend it with the in-laws. So <laughs> <laughs> Exciting. Exciting. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, same. Uh, I think I'm going to go spend my time uh, with my in-laws. Well, soon to be in-laws, I guess you could say, yeah. uh, up in Sioux Falls. So, yeah. Same way, engaged life, huh? Yeah. yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I will say you guys have had a lot of great crowds out there at Cable Dahmer Arena this season. How much fun has it been to play in front of these energetic, packed houses? It's been great. Um, I think. You know, our coaching staff, this organization, everyone has done a great job promoting us. Um, you know, just being here in Kansas City, it seems like, um, you know, we've become a bigger deal uh, as time, gone's, uh, time has gone on. And um, But, no, our fans have been great. We've had some great crowds this year. Uh, really enjoyed playing in front of them. It's been loud. And uh, we obviously have some, you know, promo nights that we have played in so far, and those have been great. So it's been awesome. What's your favorite promo night? Uh the Star Wars night was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I guess we played Teddy Bear and that so far. So, yeah, I would say the Star Wars one. I, I will say, including uh, you right here, David, during your nine games in KC, the Mavericks have six players averaging at least one point per game. I mean, this is very impressive, just the offensive performance, but how it's so spread out. Can you talk about this a little bit here, just how, how equal and spread out everything is? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just hit a flow and um – Right now, I think a lot of the, the lines are and pairings are really just trying to hit their stride right now. Um, hockey is 
can be a very complicated game when you're when you're not having success. But right now, guys are just letting the game come to them. Um, we're not forcing plays. Plays are just kind of seeming to happen, and that's credit to our the the structure and the way that we play the game, but also just the the quality of players that we have and that we're playing with. So. Um, when guys are in the right spots and there's a lot of communication on the ice, it makes it a lot easier to, to increase the production. And I think right now we're, we're really playing at uh, an elite level. What about you, Noah? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think, I mean, all three parts of our team are back, our backhand, our goaltending, and then our forward group. Um, we've all just gelled very well so far. Um, and like you said, you can tell we have a very close group in this locker room. Um, you know, it's easier to play when you have a close group like that and you're winning, you know, and things just kind of, you know, flow and go on uh, really well. So, but I think, um, you know, everyone's done a great job so far and we just want to keep it going. Yeah, I know when you're winning, you don't want to stop. And again, tomorrow night at home versus Tulsa at 7 p.m. Go to CaseyMaverick.com for tickets. You wrap up that set of seven home games in 14 days. How fun is it? Again, you're winning, you're playing at home, you're not traveling in front of the home crowd. You never want that to end, do you? No, not at all. It's 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 fun playing at home. It's fun win- winning in front of the, the crowd, watching everyone uh, have fun. We've had some uh, fan skates after where we get some uh, players on the ice, get a little of interaction with the fans, um, so we can get a feel who for who they are. They get to see the the player behind the the, the game. Um, so I think it's been great just just being able to uh, just get a, a feel for the community for me, um, being a new guy especially, just getting out there. And um, just always fun when at home. As far as the amount of games in only 14 days, right, conditioning-wise, the, the physical toll it takes on your body, how hard is this for, for people to realize just the physical toll it actually takes? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you want to talk? <laughs> Uh, you guys. <laughs> I say you both well, go yeah, at different you, times. We're, both, we're, we're obviously both forwards. So we've had we've had a lot of injuries lately. Um, like up in Maine, we had I don't know three in one game. So, but it definitely does take a toll. I mean, some nights you're playing over 20 minutes. Um, some games you're playing with only nine forwards. Um, so you have to manage your body well. Make sure you're taking care of it. And like you said, seven games in 14 days is a lot. Um, but like like Tad said, I mean, you just want to keep playing games. Uh, Play play more than you practice, I guess. Yeah. So, but yeah, you have to make sure that you know your body's ready. And I think for me in my second year pro, um, learning to take care of your body and you know nutrition and stuff like that is very important. What about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, for for my perspective, it's uh, especially with the the injury that we've had over the last few. It's it's everything that you're doing away from the rink is the most important um, to to make sure you're performing at your your top top of your game. Um, so, again, it's it's really it's tough, but it's the fun part. Like you you want to play games, you want to be out there, you want to be playing. So, um, waking up in the mornings, you might be a little sore, but at the at the end of the day, you're you're going to play a game of hockey. The what everyone in our locker room loves to do. So yeah. it's not not the hardest thing for us. Um, we just like to be a little diva every now and then, just to say that we have a couple bumps and bruises. But it's, <laughs> dude, it's, I get uh, it. I'm 29. I do yoga. and I'm out for two days. <laughs> like, trust me, I couldn't play in a hockey game. Uh, we are here live at Nick and Jake's in the OP location for the KC Mavericks Coaches Show. All right, David. So you actually met the team during their East Coast road trip. What was that like? You're not even meeting them at Kansas City. You're not meeting them at home. You're not meeting them where they play the games. You're meeting them on the road. Yeah. What I, is that f- like for you? 
Uh, I think it made it a lot easier, honestly, to transition, not having to uh, really worry about like getting in my car, driving 15 hours, and and setting up shop in Kansas City. I was able to, you know, take what I needed, go for the weekend, think about hockey. And uh, when you're on the road, it's there's so much less distractions than you have when you're at home. Um, when you're on the road, you're just with the guys. You're you're, you know, playing cards on the bus. You're you know, having fun, going out to dinners. So for me, I thought it was great just to be able to mesh with the guys, get to know who they are a little bit. Um, I've also had some guys that I played with in the past, so it was good to, to, to talk to those guys, see those relationships again. But um, just I thought for me it was a really good transition period. And, and then knowing for you, when you see another forward coming into the mix, you can be honest here, Chad won't hear us here. Do, do, do you ever get – Nervous? Do you, do you ever get the feeling of, all right, another mouth to feed, another guy, or is it almost a case of, all right, you know, I need I need a break at some point, too. We got another guy here. I'll, I'll, I'll get used to it. Because I, I have to imagine that would be hard as a player who has been there now. You have another guy come in the same position. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's to be honest, this is pro hockey. Um, you got to take advantage of your opportunities. Um, obviously, when a guy like him comes in, a great player, and you want to welcome him as – as much as you can, and I think with our team, we have a great leadership group, um, and I, I think you know, just our locker room is very welcoming to come in. We're very close, and I think he's he's seen that so far, um, you know. But it's important to, um, you know, make sure that he feels comfortable, um, and you know, and welcome. So yeah, uh, the team currently sits second in the division with a eighteen seven and one record. Do you guys think of it in terms of thirds? How, how do you view this season? Obviously, it's always next game up, next game up. When you look at where you guys sit in totality, right, how do you break the season up? Um, I don't really know. I usually just go a week-to-week basis. Do you? Um, yeah, for me, it's right now we're, we're battling with Idaho for one and two in the standings. So for me, I've just been uh, really kind of keying in on those two games as long as we keep winning and try to take over that one spot that's all that matters with me and then for you nolan how have you been able to get to this point right now well you guys started off extremely hot and you're still very hot 18 7 and 1 how have you been able to keep that momentum yeah i think it's just your preparation uh week by week um i think our coaches do a great job of that whether that's watching video um obviously you're playing series against other teams in your conference or or out of conference like we were up in maine but um, I think it's important to, you know, to prepare the right way, uh, know where you're at and what you need to do to be successful. Uh, obviously, we're chasing Idaho, uh, and then we have a team like Tulsa coming in this week who's chasing us. So you got to make sure that we're on top of our game and uh, finish this you know, first half off on a, a good stretch um, against Tulsa with these two games. David, you've played over 100 career AHL games now, right? You've played a lot of hockey in your day, your young career already, but a lot of hockey. What has it been like at each stop? What separates so far? Again, it's been early. Your stop right here in Kansas City compared to some of the other ones. Um, for me, it's it's each little uh, each city I've been in has been its own little chapter. So um, for me at this point, I've been in – playing pro this is my fourth year so i understand the industry a little bit um so now i at this point i'm just looking to have you know good time playing fun hockey uh, enjoying my time playing good hockey and right now in uh in casey i think right i've been comfortable i've been playing confident and um Throughout the past, it's it's tough coming into a league. It's intimidating whenever you're playing against grown men. Yeah. Um, for me, I was coming from college, so it's uh, just kind of understanding your game, 
getting a little bit of a, a feel for what the pro game is. And then right now it's, um, you know, over 100 games played pro. Um, yeah. at, right now it's just, for me, just playing hockey, just not thinking as much, just, just letting the game come to me. And uh, that's just all I've really been trying to think about right now. Nolan, please tell me you've taken him to some barbecue spots. Please <laughs> tell have, me. I haven't even been to any barbecue what, spots What are you yet. doing? I know, I need to. Come on now. 239 or I think I, I was just there spot. this past yeah. weekend. <laughs> I ate two barbecue <laughs> spots this weekend. Come on now. I know you should go. <laughs> you guys got to really dive into the barbecue community here. I got to okay. get some racks. I've heard that that this is the spot to be. You got to get some racks. I, I think that's that. We should make that a T-shirt. Put that on a T-shirt. We got to get some racks. <laughs> that's got to be great. Uh, Nolan, yep. you lead the team with three game-winning goals. To me, it's really impressive. That, that, that's a sign of a clutch player. A sign of a player who wants the puck late in the game. Can you talk about this? Yeah, I think. Like I said before, it's just trying to take advantage of opportunities. Like, we've had a lot of injuries. Um, I feel like I've been put, put in a good spot with some really good players uh, and, and have capitalized as much as I can, and I think um, that's important. I mean, this is my second year pro, so I've learned a lot from last year. And um, I think for me, I'm more of a pass-first guy, but this year I kind of try to emphasize shooting the puck more, and I think that's uh, you know helped me with that in that category. So. We are here live at Nick and Jake's, the OP location for the KC Mavs coaches at show forwards Nolan Walker and David Cotton. Fellas, what a fun. It was fun. Thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks for having Keep me. it up, guys. Come on now. You have a big game Wednesday, game Friday, and a game New Year's Eve versus Wichita. Make sure you go to KCMavericks.com. We will take a break. Sports Radio 810 WHB. Into a Sports Radio 810 WHB. Strolling Holmes here live at Nick and Jake's, the OP location for KC Mavs Coaches Show. One more time, you want some pies or cakes? Nick and Jake's, they have it. Hot chocolate cheesecake, which I had before the show. Phenomenal. Chocolate cake with buttercream frosting, carrot cake with cream cheese frosting, bourbon chocolate pecan pie, or an apple crisp. You want it, they got it. Last day to order is tomorrow. Joined now by associate coach Raleigh Waslowski and goalie and video coach Rob Couturier. Fellas, third time now. Third time. Third and, time. And, Love and it. It's going to be the best time. There's way less mustaches up here. This way less. <laughs> See, and I'm kind of mad about that. We had some great mustaches rocking, and now I'm I'm not mad. Yeah. I'm just disappointed. Absolutely. Why'd you shave yours? Come on now. You well, you were rocking that thing. Yeah, December 1. Burt Reynolds. December 1. You were Burt Reynolds over here. Yeah, no shave November. Once we got through that, then that was it. There was a lot of mustaches going on in uh, in our uh, in our locker room there for the month of November, and but uh, they all uh, disappeared pretty quick. When all the month had to go. Over. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about your guys' early start so far. I mean, we, we talked early on. You, you start off incredible, a little bit of a lull, and then you're back peaking again. What is that like as you head into another lull in the season with a, just a few amount of games coming up? Huh, I mean, it, it provides uh, some challenges. It provides some opportunities as well. Uh, um, uh, one thing that we were, you know, we went through a, a stage of a season early on where I thought we had some really nice flow in terms of, like, the, the spacing out of games and, uh, 
and um, you know the, the amount of time off that we had with it. If you looked at the standings, there was uh, you know we we played um, a few more games than other teams, and so that's going to pay off for us kind of down the home stretch where some teams are going to have to funnel in some extra games. We were just talking the other day in the coaches' room about uh, a team like Tulsa, who I think they're about six games less than us, and and you think of that in, in a lot of weeks here going forward, we'll play. Uh, three games two or three games a week and so that's six weeks where those guys are going to have to play a, an extra game than what we have to play and so uh yeah we uh we've had a we had a good schedule uh at, but we actually have a great schedule coming up i think with the break and yeah we really do and, and I, I think uh we're really looking to take advantage of that this year with our guys with with some rest and and being able to kind of have a little bit of a reset here mid-season i think the reset and recovery time is going to be really good for everybody and, and it, it is at a perfect time for us in regards to again a lot of the injuries some call-ups how do you guys manage that because the call-ups are an interesting part here you know nhl's a little bit different right so but you have to deal with not just the injury part now but also the call-ups how do you navigate that well i'll let rob touch on that because goalies are a big part of our call-ups right now sure and i think one of our things is we've been prepared for it all along um, we've known that that was a possibility and we know you know we know it's the ever-changing hockey league like tad said um so Having someone like Dylan Kelly who's ready to go um, when those call-ups happen, and, and Dylan arguably has one of the toughest positions in all of sports in being that sort of third guy who needs to be ready all the time without getting a lot of games. Um, and then as we saw this week, he was able to step in and get us two out of three wins. What have you learned about this team compared to the start of the season, right? You go through you know, training camp, the offseason, all that stuff. You think you have an expectation about a team. Sometimes it's the same. Sometimes it's different. What have you seen, same and different, from the start of the season, game one, until now? Well, you know, I think we we knew that we had uh, we knew that we had skill, we knew that we had talent in our locker room, but uh, and 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 when things are early on in a season, uh, you know, you, generally everything is very positive, and, and you you when you got a new group of, of people together, new group of guys, you uh, you see uh, you know the, the best from everybody, and then and then when you kind of do go through some tough times as a group and you face some challenges, that's kind of really where where you learn about your group, and I think that's one of the things for our. our staff that's really like uh you know really reassured us in, in in the people that we have in our locker room is just the way that that anytime we've had any kind of challenges or bumps in the road we we realize how fortunate we are to have the guys that we have in our locker room because uh you know without question you know those guys any kind of challenge anytime uh we've we've had any any type of struggle this year uh you know they they've been able to face it head on and they've they've come out the other end better and so that's that's really reassuring for for a staff and for for an organization to know that uh that not only have the players that we have uh in our locker room but 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 to have the people that we have in our locker room we're very fortunate I think it's been really cool to see the level of excitement even amidst some challenges. Um, Guys are really excited to get to the rink every day. They're really excited to get on the ice. In fact, sometimes we have to kind of pull the reins back a little bit and say, hey, you know, we've got a busy schedule. You've got to, you know, take care of your body a little bit more. Um, But that sort of excitement, you don't get that with every team. I know tomorrow night you guys are back at home versus Tulsa. I guess you finish up at home against Tulsa. That game is at 7 p.m. Again, go to kcmavericks.com for tickets. But you wrap up that seven games in 14 days. You're facing Tulsa, who you've not faced for a long time, almost a month to the day since you last played them. What are you looking forward to, first off, playing Tulsa at home and then going on the road to face them? 
Well, I think just just a new challenge right now. You know, uh, every time you come into these little mini series uh, against a new team, it's it's a new type of challenge, and and you're facing a team generally in division that's uh, at a different place. And and so we've you you know you, you played uh, an Allen team recently who's right in the thick of things for the the last playoff spot, and and they're in a situation where they're very desperate for wins, and and uh, so you knew you're going to get their best. And now we've got a team in Tulsa uh, coming at us. Who, uh, who is uh, behind us in the standings, but with a significant amount of games uh, in hand on us. And so, uh, so they're looking at this as an opportunity to, uh, to really uh, close that gap. And, and, uh, and w- you know, for us, it's an opportunity to create some separation. And so uh, it's a, a team that, uh, that, that you know is going to be a very hardworking team. And, and it's a team that's you know, can be very difficult to play against. And, and uh, so it, it's an exciting challenge for our group. And I know our guys are excited. And, uh, and I know our staff's definitely excited. Yeah, I think, you know, we talk about we haven't seen them in a while, but they haven't seen us in a while either. And that's, that's part of the fun too is, is how we've changed and, and evolved our game, and we get to bring that to them. Uh, we are here live at Nick and Jake for the KC Mavs Coaches Show. Rob, again, going to how incredible the goalie play has been so far this season. The only team in the ECHL to have three goaltenders with five or more wins. Just touch on that, how you've been able to, again, I think a lot of the credit should go to you as well, making sure everyone is prepared when their number and name is called. Sure, I think the credit has to go to the guys for sure. But um, you but, too, come well, on now, I'll, I'll come take, on now. <laughs> thanks, I'll take a little. Um, I think you know I, I preach consistency above all, um, and I think that leads to you know always giving our chance a team, or give our team a chance to win. Um, and if we can do that, game in and game out, we're going to be okay. One of my favorite stats you guys have is leading the league in third period goals scored. You know, I talk about it. It's the clutch factor. It's the not wilting. It's the conditioning. You want teams who get better as the game goes on. Riley, I'll start with you here. How have you guys been able to do that? Well, I think it's, uh, it, you know, it says a lot about our group. It says a lot about the types of players we have. I think we have a, a group that has, a, you know, not only a, a – uh, um, a high skill level, but a but a will to win, and and when the games are on the line, that's really what you need uh, is people that are are able to make plays and kind of have that killer instinct when games are on the line. And and uh, but on the flip side of that, uh, you know, we've also put ourselves into a situations and and where where we maybe needed that extra goal in the third period, and and, uh, and so for the, a learning part for our group here as we're going forward is like how can we set ourselves up a little bit better. So that uh, so that we're not having to claw in the third, and and uh, it definitely don't ever want to lose that because because uh, uh, as you go throughout a season, as you go throughout playoffs, there's always going to be games. You're always going to be in tight games where those third periods are really important. Um, but uh, you know, for us, for our group, is uh, you know, let's let's come out uh, with a little more. Uh, you know, tenacity in the first, and let's carry that over into the second, and put together that full sixty minutes uh, throughout the the game, so that that third period we're not having to, to claw that much. And so, um, it, you know, you look at it from both sides, I guess, as a as a staff, and that's something we talk about, and it's something we talk about as a group. And uh, uh, you always try and find uh, ways that that you can better your group, and and that's one of the ways that we're focused on right now is just is is kind of not putting ourselves in situations to need those goals. Well, you can't come back unless you start from behind, right? Come on now, you got to think of it that way. Yeah. It's a comeback, kids. It's a it's a it's a Kansas City. I th- 
thing because I think uh, was it a couple years ago the Chiefs really kind of made yeah. a made a name for that, and so I guess uh, you know that's that's where it's come from. Uh, Rob, you guys had three games in four nights in back to back weeks. Kale Morris started all three games the first week with Dylan Kelly starting all three this past week. Can you talk a little bit about the breakdown of, of how you guys decide the rotation you have with the goalies? If it's going to be a guy gets a week, if it's you know two and one, and just a mental toll the mental aspect it takes and physical toll i should say on these guys as well sure those decisions i mean they're they have to be day by day um you know everything's always changing and and we have to you know read and react basically um as far as the goaltenders playing you know three games and four nights it it is a mental toll for sure um the physical part we can kind of control and we talk about that a lot um they have to manage their rest within the game they don't get to go to the bench and and take a breather um, so they find their areas to catch their breath and, and reset. But the mental side, you know, teams start to wear on you, and you understand, you know, they're shooting in a specific spot on you, and, and they're seeing your tendencies. And that could be a really big struggle. Um, but I think you've seen, you know, with our goaltenders this year, that they, they've, they're mentally strong, and they find a way. We are here live at Nick and Jake's the KC Mavericks Coaches Show, dealing with injuries. The team has had to rely a lot on the young players on the roster, notably Casey Carew, Luke Satorino, and Bradley Schoenbert. What have you guys seen from those three guys specifically? Uh, well, we see why we brought those guys in and, and, and the depth that we have in our group. We're very fortunate to have these types of players in there. Uh, uh, you know, Luke Santerno was one that, that's kind of been, been going all year with us, and he's kind of provided a, a depth role, but a guy that is out there killing penalties and, and providing really important minutes on, on the defensive side of the puck and, and uh, just, you know, been solid all year. Bradley Schoombert, on the other hand, and Casey Carew uh, didn't really have the opportunity to get into the lineup early on in the season. And, and like... Uh, like uh, Rob had talked about with uh, you know DK having a difficult position there when you're kind of just waiting in the wings for your opportunity that's that's kind of what those guys face definitely uh, uh, where they they didn't quite have the opportunity to get into the lineups yet and like I said we're we're you know relatively healthy going on to it and so for them just staying ready for when their number was called and and uh, and and you know, for us, that was uh, just really huge when, when we all of a sudden really needed these guys inserted in the lineup and, and to know that we had guys, uh, that, you know, chomping at the bit and ready to go and, and guys that could come in and not only just, uh, you know, provide a, a few minutes here and there, guys that can contribute and guys that made us better. And that's exactly what they've done. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're young professionals and they're only going to continue to get better. But, uh, you know, you know that they're the right professionals for this hockey team. They're, for sure. They're, they're and, and I think, you know, the mental side of that is huge too. Like they can physically keep themselves ready, but to mentally stay upbeat and positive and excited like everyone else to get to the rink, even though they know they're probably not playing that night for such a long period of time. And, and to stay in that good mental zone and then when they are ready for that call, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing. One of the big nights coming up is the New Year's Eve game against the rival Wichita Thunder. Less than two weeks away now, big crowd expected. Nick and Jake, you guys going? Everyone's going? Hey, come on. Well, I want to hear some more, some more clapping. It's a big game. It's going to be packed. You guys looking forward to that, that, that big New Year's Eve game? 
Yeah. Can't wait. I've, I've actually got my son flying in from Maine. Really? Uh, he'll be here in time for that game. So, you know, I'm really excited. He's going to see the Cable Dahmer packed and, and, you know, the great fans we have and, and just the atmosphere that's there. And I really, I'm, I'm super excited for that one. This is a fun time of year for us. We got, a, we got the, the, obviously the New Year's game coming up. We got military appreciation in January, which is a super fun, uh, uh, night for us, uh, uh as, uh, it's always a great, great crowd for that one, but it, it's a, uh, it's a, you know, an emotional night in some ways and uh and then we got our scouts night coming up as well and that's a really cool night and so three huge nights for us in january uh, i was really neat i was just talking to a guy here in the lobby and and uh talking about uh the the new year's game and and he was he he bought his family tickets for the new year's game and they're all going to be people that are going to be going to a hockey game for the first time and he was just talking about how excited he was to show off hockey to them because he was a hockey fan himself and so to be able to gift that to them for christmas i thought that was really cool and so you get some people in the building that uh you know experiencing hockey for the first time and and the excitement of, of that that game and uh, the thunder sticks and and uh it's just a really cool night and I, our guys are excited and we're excited for sure absolutely no better place than at cable dama arena make sure you go Go to KCMavericks.com. Get your tickets. This was the KC Mavs Coaches Show. Thank you so much to Riley Wislowski and a video and goalie coach Rob Couturier. Fellas, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for having us on. Until next time, Sports Radio 810 WHB.